Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Hope you're doing well. It's tax week on Friday, uh, coming up on Friday. If you don't have it in already, uh, go get her done. That would be something that the government would enjoy. Unless you're anti-establishment government, which, hey, fist up in the air, let's go. But uh, aside from that, this is dropping early because I am. it's a travel day for me, where I usually would record this on Monday nights, uh, but I will be flying to Maryland for my birthday weekend. So we will uh, I'll be at the games Thursday, Friday. It's going to be a great time. Uh, say hey if you're around. Um, but in any case, we, d- we still do have hockey to speak on. Uh, we'll wrap up the ACHA Division II club teams and then uh, take a, you know, just wrap that up for the season. We're almost down to the last weekend. The penultimate weekend happened, though, in Middletown, New Jersey. The Black Bears playing for their playoff lives, going up to New Jersey against the division-winning New Jersey Titans. And you had to figure that the Black Bears uh, had that extra motivation. This is this could be a possible matchup in the first round, but the Black Bears have to get to the playoffs first. The uh, New Jersey Titans are playing for uh, a complete supremacy of the NAHL, so they were trying to lock that up, first overall seed in the playoffs. But uh, the Black Bears are a scrappy team, and I think that showed this weekend as they are just uh, playing with desperation the way they need to play in order to clinch that playoff spot uh, for a second straight season. But there's work to be done because the Black Bears is not in there just yet, and they had to make sure something uh, had to give as they had uh, looking ahead of them and also trying to look in their rear view to see how the Northeast Generals are going to work it. So the Generals were off until Sunday afternoon, so Maryland had to pretty much set the table for what Northeast has to do. Uh, But we'll get to that here in a second. In the first period of Game 1 on Friday night, the Black Bears uh, came out pretty strong. Had a lot of possession time, not a lot of shots, though. Couldn't get a shot in the first eight minutes of play. That's rough, even though they did control the puck a lot, did have some zone time, uh, just couldn't muster a shot through the defense. Blocks, takeaways, this, that, and the other thing. But Maryland had the right energy to get things started and all that. However, they did get into a little bit of penalty trouble. It didn't bite them on uh, their first attempt. But uh, just uh, shortly after it expired, Chris Carroll at the side of the net tries to pass it from the corner, deflects off a skate right back to Carroll's stick. He goes short side on Luca DePasco. It is nothing. Titans. The bounce is not going uh, the way of the Black Bears early. Uh, Black Bears did get a power play of their own right after that, however. And while they didn't convert on that, they did have a lot of momentum to build off of that. And right after the power play expired, Adam Shankula uh, gets himself his second goal of the year. And a lot to do with the forecheck of Connor Cole and the mishandling of the puck by Andrew Tackett's behind the net and kind of a miscommunication between the defenders as well. Uh, Cole charging in as he should, creating some disruption Getting some stuff mixed up uh, back there for the Titans. Passes out in front to Shankula. Wide open yawning cage, and away we go. One to one, the scoreline in that one. That is, like I said, Shankula's second of the year. Connor Cole's 26 to 6. Laker Aldridge uh, getting his 13th assist on the secondary side of things as well. After that, though, it was a goaltending show for the rest of the first period. Uh, Luca DePasco with a huge glove save uh, on Ryan Coglin. Just uh, Coglin trying to go backhand, but the brilliance of a right-handed glove in that one, gloving it down and uh, keeping it one-to-one. Andrew Tack is not without his saves, too. Maryland was chipping in behind the defense 
of the Titans, trying to get a little mini break going. Takis was able to make some fine saves with his pads, closing down the five hole, and that's where we end up after 20 minutes is one to one. Maryland makes short work of the, uh, the the start of the second period. It's 36 seconds in. A wrap around the boards from Brad McNeil finds Jack Blanchett. He powers one home for his 11th of the season. Pass Takis. That's uh, McNeil's 19th assist, and Aiden Bruich getting his ninth assist uh, on the season on the secondary side of things as well. Then Maryland, again, creating a little bit of havoc, dumping the puck in, trying to find the weakness of the Titans, and it seemed to be the stick handling of Andrew Takis in this game as Takis mishandles another puck uh, behind the net. Shankula this time finds Elliot LaRoe. LaRoe pumps it into the open cage for his 11th of the season. Shankula with his third assist. Tyler Young on the secondary, his 13th assist of the season. And Maryland kind of took over offensively from that point. They were just keeping things focused, keeping things simple making sure that they had the right trajectory to get this victory, get that crucial two points. Though it did get physical in the second period or in the in the end of the middle of the second period and then into the third period as uh, these East Division matchups often do. But uh, no scoring on either side made it 3-1 going into the break and then just total domination from the Black Bears in the third period. Their defense their defensive scheme held the Titans to only 3 shots in the entire period, uh some of them coming on the power play. Uh, some of those three shots. And Maryland just offensively taking control. 17 shots on that, including a power play goal for themselves as uh, Aiden McDowell just finds a Connor Cole pass and hammers that one home for his third of the season on the power play. Cole, 27th assist. Miles Gunty, his 10th assist on the secondary. And they kept pressing, kept trying for more. Ben Charette was, uh, was the one who gets put in after that third goal I forgot to mention, but he played pretty spectacular in this one as Maryland just kept the firepower on, kept the foot on the pedal in this one. Charette only let up that Aiden McDowell goal, but... That's all that matters. 4-1 to one was the final. 30 saves for Luca DePasco in the victory. A great multi-point game for Connor Cole. He had two assists on the on the day. And uh, just uh, Adam Shankula, goal and assist as well. So a great, great game on that one. After a little bit of a shaky start, the Black Bears come away with two big points. But a short memory in this as they come back once again for uh, round two, and didn't go off to the Black Bears' start as 229 in. Nick Ring finds the back of the net as uh, he just comes in a weird bounce off the linesman. Um, you know, Titans take advantage of it. Ring comes in, wrist one home. It's one to nothing after this one. But the physical play was a big one in this. They, uh, you know, they might meet again, so they want to send messages. A lot of calls going uh, four on four. For each side, opening up a lot of ice, but nothing doing on either side uh, for the uh, end of the first period. Maryland, again, having some chances, but Andrew Tack is getting the uh, call once again. He has a, uh, a solid, solid saves uh, down the stretch in the first period as Maryland was starting to attack. Uh, but one to nothing is after 20. Uh, the second frame, however, tale of two halves as the Titans really got on the puck controlling possession in the early going of that frame. Uh, DePasco, Luca DePasco, with a solid, solid game as well, keeping the puck out. The defenseman uh, getting in front of shots, even the forwards get in front of sh some shots. Big sellouts happening there. Uh, great to see this team effort. They know what they have to do in order to get to the playoffs, and they're doing every bit that they can 
to leave no doubt about it. Maryland then took over in the second half, putting a lot of pressure on Takis, really riling him up. Adam Shankula was a guy who was mixing it up in front of the net. Uh, legally, of course, uh, Laker Aldridge was in there. A lot of disruption happening because, uh, you know, it seems Andrew Takis is an emotional goaltender. So you're going to have... If you have a situation to try to rile them up, you're going to do that. So that's exactly what they tried to do. Here we are, still one nothing after two periods, however. Then in the third period, the Black Bears get started early as they get an early power play, and they make a solid work of that one, putting on some pressure. Looked a little shaky to start, not going to lie to you. Couldn't keep a lot of possession on there. But uh, bounces finally go in the way of the Black Bears in this one as uh, Miles Gunty puts a shot on Brad McNeil, Finds the open cage, game tying goal. That is uh, that is Mr. McNeil's ninth of the season. Miles Gunty is 11th assist. Connor Cole 28th assist, all on a power play. So there you go, tied up at one. And the Titans kind of woke up from that one. They were getting more offensive chances, trying to get more sustained pressure on uh, DePasco, but nothing happened. Uh, defense and goaltending was solid in front of him. Uh, so that was pretty dang good, especially with the Pasco being able to gobble up the rebounds as he did, not giving any second chance opportunities to the Titans in close. Uh, Maryland did have a chance late. A Connor Cole breakaway could not get it past Takis as uh, we go to the end of regulations. One to one, a crucial point for the Black Bears and going into the overtime period. Uh, not, uh, not too much going on. The Titans get two quick shots early on. And then Maryland takes possession, starts rolling around. They had a solid chance in front. Jack Blanchett had himself a, uh, a clear path to the net. A puck bounces over his stick. Couldn't get a shot off. And uh, nothing happens from that. So we go to a shootout. And in the shootout, Maryland uh, gets a goal from Connor Cole in the third round after Ryan Coughlin scored in a second round for the Titans. But in the extra frame, Anthony Calafiore sneaks one just under the pad of DePasco. And from the shots, it kind of didn't, it, you know, it kind of didn't look like it was over the line. It kind of looked like Califiore put a second tap into it, which is illegal, but so c'est la vie, as they say. Um, and that's that. Two to one, the final in a shootout. Black Bears down on this one. But again, get a point in that one. DePasco, 35 saves, only let up two goals all weekend on a uh, 67 shot weekend so that's pretty good 65 saves out of 67 grabbing three crucial points in this uh pretty good and I think that him and I think Connor Cole should be in the running for star of the week Connor Cole had uh, three assists this weekend as El Capitan leading his team setting people up making sure things are going so where does that leave us right now currently the Black Bears sit in fourth place they're at 68 points they're two point or three points up on the Northeast Generals who won on Sunday four to three over Maine uh, the Generals have three more games remaining, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Both, uh, two against New Jersey, one against Maine. The Black Bears have this, this Thursday, Friday afternoon set against Jamestown. The max points for the Northeast Generals as we sit right now is 71. The max points for the Maryland Black Bears if they win all the games is 72. So the, the issue with this now, is, of course, the Black Bears have to win out. Um, they control their own destiny at this point. So if they, if, they get one, if they get one win, that's great. Then that puts a lot of pressure on Northeast. They get two wins, it's clinched. They, the Northeast cannot, cannot go ahead. And if they get two points 
or or le- or like two, three, and then less than that, that's when things start to struggle. Because the Black Bears will have their season done before the Northeast Generals take the ice next weekend. So a lot of moving parts in this one. And if it were to be tied, the Northeast Generals would take the tiebreaker as they would have more wins in regulation than the or more wins in general than the Maryland Black Bears in this one. As currently Northeast has 32, Maryland has 28. Maryland can max out at 30 wins. So there is that to do. A whole lot of uh, something something coming up here for this weekend against Jamestown. Familiar foes as Jamestown currently sit in second spot. Now, Maryland sweeps this weekend. They could be up above that and put Jamestown into a little bit of a tussle. So a whole lot of moving parts in this, but the focus right now for the Black Bears should just be just win baby. Al Davis, this whole thing. Don't rely on anything else. Don't rely on fate to bring you through this. Get your job done, and you can go Friday afternoon, Friday night. It'd be a great time for everybody involved. So that's where we sit right now. Uh, As of Sunday night, the Black Bears need to control their fate, and I'm sure they will. Thursday, 4.30 afternoon start. Friday, a good Friday. Noon game time, both on Hockey TV. If you can't get out to the Piney Orchard Ice Arena, uh, you guys can go. Get tickets, tickets.marylandblackbears.com. You can make that whole thing happen. It'll be a great time for everyone involved. Uh, bring your family. Bring your friends. It's going to be Easter time. Let's get a hopping good vic- oh, I hate myself for that one. I'm going to leave that in. But still, it should be a good time uh, for uh, the family, for everybody involved. Let's get out there, support these guys in these last two games. Take off work. Take off work early cares it's friday get it done let's get a noontime victory uh all on hockey tv or tickets marylandblackbears.com how about a little wrap up on the season for your d2 squads uh in the uh, maryland area as uh, we'll start with the university of maryland who had a 8 11 0 and 1 uh record is that an extra why is that extra column there acha oh it's for shutout wins and losses my god why can't you Simplify it a little bit more, guys. In any case, uh, the uh, ter- the Terrapins had themselves a, a pretty up-and-down season. I say for them a pretty decent season, all things considered. Uh, towards the end there, they were playing really tight games. Like Those games were fun to watch, uh, even though uh, sometimes they didn't come on the right side of it. Uh, that last game uh, that last game before Crab Pot against, uh, against Drexel at home, that uh, shootout victory, that was a hell of a game to watch. Uh, for sure. So, uh, I mean, this team did have down the stretch. They had a lot of key victories and all that. So uh, a couple postponements, too, uh, right after the semester break that just never got uh, made up. Two against University De- or one against University of Delaware, two against Xavier. Uh, and that happens. It's the world we live in. Uh, for the year, however, William Eden was the uh, leading scorer, the captain, the senior captain, 31 points in 20 games, 19 goals on that. Three on the power play, two game winners. Uh, but really, Tucker Healy was the guy who really stood out, the frosh. Uh, he comes in with a, a big, big year, 26 points in 20, 20 games, 15 assists on that, three power play goals. Uh, Patrick Beganowski, also a solid contributor in this one with nine goals, really clutch down the stretch with two game winners, though, tying him for the team lead with uh, Mr. Eden there. And uh, Daniel Tomaszewski on the point was solid, uh, pretty solid defensively offensively creating a lot of stuff too with uh, eight points from the point as well. In gold, Henry Patelier was uh, fairly solid, faced a lot of shots on the season uh, and uh, had some decent saves. 
in 671 minutes. Uh, 412 goals against, 888 save percentage with a 5-6-0-1 record on that one. Aiden Jones also got some time in net, 2-3-0 for him, 411 goals against, 857, and a shutout on the year. And Evan Jones getting in three games as well, 1-2 and two with a 551 goals against, 833 for the year. But Maryland did have some pretty big victories, including two over Towson this year. Uh, that's a huge thing against the D1 program. Uh, that's that's big big gains for them. Um, you know, I think this is a team again on the rise. They have the good. They have a good system going. What they what they have now, uh, I think that they're on the right track. I mean, they started out really hot in the ACCHL tournament. Uh, that was a big a big boost for them to uh, go three and zero in that one, taking out uh, George Washington, Vatech, and Georgetown. So that was a big confidence boost and kind of helped them through the season. Uh, moving forward, a little humbling experience at Penn State, but Penn State has been a powerhouse in club hockey for a while now, so that shouldn't come as no surprise. Again, learning experience on that. So team heading in the right direction on the D2 side, uh, so it should be fun to see what kind of things comes out of Maryland, especially with a lot of their core players coming back, uh, like uh, like uh, Tucker Healy, Thomas Shevsky, um, Hunter Airy came on late in the season as well. He had some pretty decent ones, uh, pretty decent games for himself as well, and Patelier uh, with a also uh, a coming back next year should be solid for them. In the northern part of Maryland, uh, in Reisterstown, the uh, Stevenson Mustangs kind of had an interesting year. I mean, it's been kind of documented well that this is a team that had uh, a little bit of a, would it be identity crisis? I don't think it would be identity crisis. I, I think it would just be come to Jesus moments. In either case, uh, they started out with a split D1, a D2, D3 entry, but that quickly turned into just a single D2 due to roster situations and not wanting the players to get, you know, hurt or exhausted or burnt out and all that. So, you know, they had they had a little bit of struggles going into the start of the season just due to the fact that they just didn't have the firepower mostly. I think that was a key part to all this. You look at some of their early defeats this year, just a lot of lopsided losses in this Uh Towards the end of October, once that the the teams kindly combined, they had pretty close games at Ohio University. Uh, they had a tie, a big tie against Ryder University. In this, uh, they kept it close with the University of Delaware. I mean, they had some pretty decent games for themselves going down the stretch. Uh, they even had a hell of a game against Towson in the Crab Pot Tournament, getting the victory there, getting to the final, and then played Navy tight. So as the, the season went on, this team got better and better. And they were able to kind of find their own voice, able to find their own way. As uh, you know, after the, after all, the beginning of the season was a little bit a uh, little bit disjointed. Brandon Jesse led scoring eight goals, fourteen assists, a power play goal. Uh, power play specialist though Josh Waterson, who had uh, two power play goals of his five on the season, as well as uh, Chris Robinson. Three of his uh, two of his three were from the power play. Bryce Doherty. Up uh, front also had some pretty solid work with six goals and two assists on the season, while uh, Jonah Carlson on defense led all defensemen with 10 points in 22 games. In net, it was really, uh, there was a lot of goaltenders played in this one, but David Shahadi in his uh, final season got the uh, most of those uh, games 12 games, 2 10 and 0, 586 and an 880 save percentage. But a lot of, uh, a lot of prospects coming out of uh, Jonathan Vitti. Uh, from uh, his uh, freshman season, one one and one out of four games came in on relief. 
in this. 363 goals against and a 924 save percentage. Pretty good numbers for the Frosh in limited ability. Like, of course, small sample size and all of this. But he played really well when he was out there. And I think that he is a guy that uh, should be someone that you can look forward to and rely on heavily uh, going into next season. Uh, Peter Skidmore had uh, one game, five goals against. Blake Richard, five goals against in his one loss. Uh, Marcelo Palacios also had a uh, one win, four losses, and uh, didn't play that much this season. So for a guy who was uh, pretty pretty solid in net for them, just to have a, just a down year, whether it be to injury or what have you, uh, you know, it sucks. Always sucks. But Stevenson kind of on the right path now. Still going to see what ne- uh, this year brings. Still trying to get that D3 squad going. Recruiting people left, right, and center. It's inter- it's it's fun to see all the recruits that they're getting in for their club team coming up this year. So we will see how this all ventures off for them, and we will hope for the best as uh, they try to move forward, get back to where they were uh, before the whole COVID stuff hit. This was a team that was on the rise, a team that was really doing well in D2 hockey, uh, turning a lot of heads. So uh, I think that the, if they can get back on track again, this is a team that I think is really going to be Mike Ergo and his squad there have done a real good job creating a solid culture and is now just following through on that culture and uh, getting some wins on the board for this squad. So we will look with bated breath, and hopefully we can get a better, uh, a nice little Cinderella story uh, for next season for both uh, either one or both of the Stevenson squads. I'd be remiss if we didn't uh, get to the uh, Naval Academy and uh, their squad this season. Not a lot of updates from them. According to the College Hockey Federation website, they only played seven games and uh, did not uh, did not win a single one of them, which I don't I refuse to believe. But you know, who are we to say? The College Hockey Federation is very the scoreboards are very interesting to say the least uh, when they when it comes to updating and getting any kind of information out of the DVCHC. But I mean I mean what can you do? It's it you're at the you're at the mercy of the uh of the schools that uh, put that stuff in. So uh here we are in all of this. And again, this 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 C- man, the CHF website's kind of hard to delineate here all this fun stuff here uh when it comes to uh who's who's who and who's what and what teams are going where. You can't specify what team you want to look at for player stats. Which is man, that's cumbersome as hell. But uh, hopefully the Naval Academy and and can get back into it. Uh, I see UMBC stats here. My goodness, UMBC had a year, did they? Uh, but in any case, regardless of that, uh, Naval Academy just looking ahead, seeing what they can do. Hopefully they can get things going. Um, and you know the D two squad again, one of those teams that had a had a solid outlook, and then next thing you know, COVID just wrecks the whole deal. They get some stuff postponed. They have postponements of their own. It's kind of a weird situation, but hopefully the D2 squad can come out uh, better than ever starting next season, get things going, get a little bit of normalcy going for the squad, and uh, put themselves together moving forward. And uh, to that end, I mean, that I think that ends it for the D2 side of things. So maybe, just maybe, we'll be able to uh, talk about some UMBC hockey starting next season. Uh, keep an eye on them because they're they, – they kind of had things going, then things stopped in the world today, and here we are. So uh, we will keep track of this. Maybe maybe I'll go through some stuff, and we'll get something together next week uh, for uh, for the D3 side and the other schools on that side of the pond in D3. How about we get to some players? 
Huh? How about some players? All right. Uh, on uh, Friday night, uh, Sam Annis, two more assists for himself as he pots home, uh, yeah, like I said, two assists, bumping up his total for the season at 38. He's at 57 points on the year in 65 games as they get down to the uh, last part of their season here in the AHL. Patrick Giles got his first point in the professional ranks as he and the uh, Charlotte Checkers beat the Hartford Wolfpack on Thursday. One assist for Giles on that one. Welcome to the AHL, sir, for that. So a couple more games there for the Chevy Chase uh, native, and we'll see how that goes for him moving on in his career. Stephen Holiday had himself a weekend, two goals in two games, uh, both victories over Muskegon and Youngstown on Friday and Saturday night, putting up to 33 goals on the year, 83 points on the season as he continues to break record for the Dubuque Fighting Saints. Quinn Kennedy for the uh, Youngstown Phantoms got himself his first goal. That's correct. Silver Spring represent as uh, he and the Phantoms defeated the U.S. Uh, development team 3-2. to two. Kennedy, his first USHL uh, goal of the year. Evan Orloff got an assist on Friday night in Maine's comeback victory against Johnstown 8-3 as uh, Maine is going to be a very big friend of the Black Bears faithful as uh, Sunday is going to be the deciding game, Easter Sunday. See if we can, if it gets to that point. Hopefully it doesn't. But if it gets to that point, we'll have to see how the cards fall and everyone's going to be putting on Nordique's gear uh, for real, real, not for play, play. Aaron Dazzo played a couple of games on Friday and Sunday. Gave up four goals on Friday night, 27 saves in the defeat, and he gave up three goals on Sunday, 21 saves in the defeat against uh, Chicago and Muskegon, respect, respectively. 12, 20, and 3, 375 goals against, 886 save percentage for Randazzo this year. We all know what Takis did. We talked about it earlier in the show. That puts his record at 29, 7, and 3, 245 goals against, 917 save percentage for the Bowie, Maryland native. Uh, that'll do it. We're done. We've done it once again. Thank you all for listening. I'll be in town next week. If you see me at the rink, say hey. It's happening. It's up. And that's it. That's all I want to hear from you. Kidding. Love you guys. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, ClutchandCrabHockey.com. Uh, Chesapeake HW Pod for all the socials and Twitter and Facebook. And if you want Johnny P's pictures, FOHS Radio on the Facebook. But I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. It's been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction. Be healthy. Be happy. Be safe. Get those taxes, taxes in. Play that Clutch and Crab Hockey, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.